This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, we are discussing the mysteriously titled <laughs> Promotional Rescue. Yeah, like I remember, yeah, last time you had mentioned that it's a play on emotional rescue. Mm. At the time I was like, oh yes, of course. Like at the time, not having a clue what emotional rescue was a reference to in the first place. <laughs> but it but- is... It is it's, something. It is. Yeah, I looked it up. It's a Rolling Stones album. Yes. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I see. Um, so yeah, so promotional rescue rather than emotional rescue. So now mm. now I do get the reference for real this time. <laughs> now we've seen the episode, I guess the title does actually fit it. It actually does work. Yes. Even though it sounds mm. like absolute nonsense. Uh, yes. There is a method to the madness as there sometimes is with this show. <laughs> Not always, <laughs> but sometimes. Well, there's a few surprises in this episode, listeners. And uh, <laughs> we were quite impressed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we won't spoil them. We will dive right in with the... <clears throat> blurb from wikipedia and uh it's quite straightforward this week not quite as strangled as it sometimes (laughs) can be um so here it is bruce and jessica are left in charge of the moon beach i mean that sounds like it was sort of through a you know a comedy of errors they Mm. just happened to be left in charge that's not really true no Bruce sort of seized control of a terrifying coup (laughs) he staged a coup basically yeah Uh, elsewhere Liz, Enid and Cheryl go on a girls camping trip Liz does what she can to forget about Todd I mean she doesn't try very hard she really doesn't she needs to make more effort mm, God I mean I would be out of sight out of mind as far as mm. I'm concerned <laughs> inexplicably her heart ling- her is, is still belongs to Todd yes her heart will go on unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> to the Wilkins house <laughs> yeah. Maybe she's been smoking some marigolds. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the scandal of it all. <laughs> Jesus, I could have done with smoking something watching some parts of this episode to, <laughs> just to take the edge off. Couldn't hurt, surely. <laughs> well, we begin in the moon beach where Jess and Lila strut in and Jess reveals she just crashed to the jeep. Uh, yeah, uh, she explains that. <laughs> she's like, so, so there I was, like, is she parking her Jeep at the time? Uh, she was mm. eating lunch, putting stamps on letters and also doing her makeup all at the same time <laughs> while in the Jeep and unsurprisingly crashed the fucking thing. <laughs> Into a tree. Mm. And to her outrage, her parents are making her pay $200 to get it repaired. And Winston, who is still on waiter duty, uh, he says, well, you know, she could just get a job like him and that's how you know his mood beach job has paid for his new computer but mm. jess is appalled by this concept i mean again it's kind of true to the books where they just have this absolute weird disgust for part-time jobs uh <laughs> because jessica's just like mm, oh sticking my hands in people's food for minimum wage do i dare to dream and it's like what does she think people do in the moon beach like that's not a <laughs> job <laughs> <I know. laughs> Does she think they like just, you know, I don't know, scrape the plates off with their fingers? With their hands? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really get her understanding of hospitality, but there you go. I mean, it is in character, I suppose. It's true. Well, Winston says that, uh, you know, she could tr- she could try folding sweaters at the Gap, but even that's too... Uh, um, too undignified for Jessica <laughs> and Lila meanwhile is is uh, reveling in the fact that she doesn't have to work which gives her time to concentrate on the important things in life like colour coordinating her fall sweaters 
Oh my God, delightful. Like Lila continues to be an absolute fucking delight in this episode. Oh. Um, she's so funny. Also, her outfits are particularly <gasps> fucking great in this yes. one too. I think it's at this point she's wearing a lovely little neck scarf. Mm, uh, and we have the return. The, yes, love it. We also have the return of her Lady Miss Keir white sunglasses, yes. which I always love to see. <laughs> Such a look. I fucking love it. <laughs> so well done, Lila. <laughs> oh, she is on top form. It's not a big Lila storyline, but every time she pops up, it is an absolute delight. It's always a good time, yeah. Well, as she struts out, she passes to Bruce too, who announces that he has news. And she's like, moving away. <laughs> I mean, we wish. <laughs> if only. Bring back one Bruce one. Oh. Yeah, imagine how much more fun one Bruce one would have been in this episode. Oh, like he would have been such a smarmy dick and it would have been fantastic. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been so much fun. Well, two Bruce two puts his joint feet on the on the the table of the Jessica's booth and when Winston swipes them off with a sort of like get those feet off my tables hmm. Bruce says that's no way to talk to your new boss <gasps> yes a bombshell poor Winston clearly and quite obviously doesn't take the news very well uh, oh <laughs> feels like he can't breathe is very dramatic uh, about it but you can't blame him in fairness uh, yeah and Bruce very obnoxiously reveals that his dad has bought the moon beach and entrusted him to run it so he's like <laughs> dangling the keys of the diner in front of Winston's face he is but also what sort of business decision is this from Hank like <laughs> I, oh I'll buy this this popular hangout and then I will entrust its management to my 16 year old son who was in school oh god to my idiot son yeah i yeah. mean doesn't make any sense although Mammoth. okay let's 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 try and force some logic into this so please do <laughs> if the patmans and the fowlers tend to be like at war with each other mm-hmm. is this like hank's response to lila's <gasps> dad wanting to set up fowler grills around the state <laughs> Oh, about with, that. With, hmm? with the hunky chef. No, see? <laughs> Rival <gasps> business model. <laughs> uh, oh my God. That, it's all starting to make sense now. There you go, see? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, when I say make sense. <laughs> Look, again, possibly giving them way too much credit here, but for some reason, that's where my mind went. So I was like, no, I'm going to make this make sense. <laughs> that's what I've come up with. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, even in that case, now we have to say that, like Lila's dad did not say to Lila, you know, I know you're in school and all, but I want you managing a grill. Whereas Hank seems to have decided that uh, Bruce is ready for a, basically a full time management job. Hmm. Yeah, management material. Yeah, in fairness, at least Lila was just working behind the counter rather than actually running the entire place. So indeed. Hmm. Well, uh, two Bruce two is just revolting when he says oh that makes you to Winston my new what's the word and Winston is like uh, employee and two verse two extremely creepily says slave oh, like he's like a Roman emperor it's horrendous yeah and again it's like I don't know if we're just being unfair to the actor here it's not his fault he was cast as a new Bruce but mm. it's just the way he delivers the line slave oh. is just like it made my skin crawl <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> Yeah. And then he orders poor Winston to get him fries and says he was born to rule. God, it's very Roman Emperor, actually, now that you say yeah, it. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, well, Edith and Liz enter the uh, the new pool room. So officially, this is a new. Mm. It's not just like the weird arcade space that sort of existed at the back of the Moon Beach in the last season. Enid does say how great it is that the, the Moon Beach has a pool room mm. now. And uh, rather charmingly says, oh, well, they give free eyeshadow because <laughs> it's like the chalk <laughs> thing. Oh, it's very cute. Yeah, Ina's great with the little kind of one-liners to try and distract Liz from her misery. She's, she's delightful in this episode. Yeah. Well, Liz is uh, is so um, distracted by her woes that she says, let's play some Todd instead of let's play some pool. And oh, dear. <laughs> when Ina is like, oh, like, this is this is not good. Hmm. Um Liz is like, oh, I didn't say let's play some Todd. And Cheryl emerges and says that, yes, she did. And she has a little plan for how Liz could get over 
her miserable beau. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl asks him, and it's funny, it's like, I guess Cheryl is just part of the gang now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she asks uh, the two of them what they're up to for the weekend. Uh, and when Liz is kind of like, why, what, what's going on? What have you planned? She says, uh, yeah, she's got something in mind for them for the weekend. It's all very mysterious at this point. It is. Well, it stays quite mysterious. I mm. mean, she, she really keeps them guessing. She really <laughs> yeah, they're very trusting. Just they going are. I <laughs> would be. Yeah, less so for sure. Well, then we have a moment where if this episode, if this series was airing now and not 24, <laughs> Seven years ago, God, <laughs> um, I would think was a little shout out to us because when Winston serves two Bruce two two Bruce uh, says, uh, "Oh, we need to talk about you know the French fries. There's way too many on this plate." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there is. But. There's truly. And I mean, although in fairness, the plate that he has served in this scene, it is actually quite a normal looking serving of chips. But like, yes, in yeah. previous times, the, the servings of fries have just been out of control, to be frank. Like, like, pile, like they've put half a deep fat fryer on a plate. Yeah, excessive. They look very unappetizing, I have to say. The chi- they always the look chips. undercooked and pale. Don't yeah, they? Very yeah, they anemic look- looking chips. Would not be having those now. Oh, kind of raw. Like yeah. they're sort of just no. strips of raw potatoes. They needed longer in the fryer, for sure. <laughs> they did. Mm. Well, uh, Bruce uh, says that in future they should only have 20 chips per plate because they're just pouring money down the drain. And Winston is not impressed by this. It's like, what? How the hell do you expect me to do that? And two Bruce two is like, you can count twenty, can't you? And Jessica sniggers. Jessica's an arsehole to Winston in this episode. She is, yeah, very much so. Again, the the dynamics are a little bit off in this season. It's kind of like they've just set, hit reset or something on them. Um, yeah, yeah, the group is definitely a bit more fractured uh, in this season so far, anyway. But again, the yes. next episode might have them all back together as a big Scooby Doo gang again. So. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, well, Winston deadpans that he thinks he can manage and he stalks off. And um, when he goes, Jessica is clearly surprised that Bruce needs to save pennies, like that it's, you know, the Moon Beach is in such difficulties. But Bruce says that actually the Moon Beach is doing well, but he has something to prove to his father and uh, says that uh, he wants to prove he can turn the Moon Beach into a go. Goldmine. Then <laughs> we have, I think, the moment that delighted me most of all. Oh this god! Entire episode. Same again. This was a moment where we were texting each other, going, "I screamed, I shrieked." We were just <laughs> like <laughs> wailing at our screens. <laughs> because Jessica says that saving on French fries is not the answer, and then says, "How much can a potato cost? Ten dollars?" <laughs> Look, um, the the OG Lucille Bluth. It's right. It's the exact fucking joke, almost word for word. Like incredible work. I was stunned by this. And delivered delightfully, I have to say. Oh, so well. Like she absolutely nailed it. And yeah, just the the proto Lucille Bluth did not see it coming. I mean, there we go. I was yeah properly amazed, but also howling with laughter. Likewise, and actually did look up the scriptwriter of this episode, David Thish, just to make sure he didn't crop up as an arrested freshman <laughs> later on. Uh, but no, he did not. Yeah. So uh, he did create King of Queens. So, was, you know, make yeah. of that what you will. We'll just move on quickly from that. <laughs> maybe there was somebody. I know that Mitch Horvitz, who created um, Arrested Development, he wrote for the Golden Girls. But, you know, maybe he was going through a fallow period in the mid-90s mm-hmm. and he could have been looking at, date, you know, kids TV one day and thought, <laughs> I'll save that joke. I'll keep that. Who's going to remember that? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jessica says that they need to think big. Um, and uh, he says that... Uh, um, Bruce needs a, a partner with connections. Somebody who's like one Miss Popularity in school. And I do quite like the way that this joke continues. <laughs> yeah, of course, when he hears this, he's kind of, he looks at her and he's like, you mean Liz? <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, somebody who's got all the, you know, the great social connections. And he's like, Lila? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, I kind of presumed he was doing this to wind her up, but he is playing it quite straight. Like he is just confused, which isn't very Bruce, but it does make for a good kind of back and forth in fairness. Indeed. Um, so basically this goes on for 
for a while until Jessica reveals that she can throw promotional events that will, I mean, just based on what we see later. I don't know how she is so optimistic, but she claims that they will turn the Moon Beach into the hottest venue Mm. in town. Mm. And if Bruce gives her $50 per promotion, she will transform the place. Yeah, so he they shake on it, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, we've we've got a deal here," and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's um, what's happening. <laughs> and then Winston serves them their milkshakes and just throws in some cherries from his pocket. On oh God! Top. He also had the straws behind his ears, which yeah. Winston again, I love you, but seriously, not not this, not this is not it. <laughs> well, when he goes, Jessica says they need to fire him because he doesn't fit into her vision. Oh, sorry, a handsome waiter doesn't fit into your vision. What is that about? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> yes, she uh, she says he has to go and it's a deal breaker. Um, and Bruce uh, says, uh, who was initially looking forward to making Winston's life miserable instead mm. of firing him, agrees. Um, and then Jessica sort of flirts with Bruce. Yeah, and again, it's weird because this isn't usually how they kind of go together in scenes but again they, they had this weird kind of flirty thing in the first episode of this season too um, mm. yeah because when he kind of he doesn't want to fire Winston because he's enjoying making him miserable uh, and Jessica's like oh that's such a pity I was really looking forward to like working closely with you and as you say he's like overtly flirting mm. uh, and Bruce is like yeah okay Winston you're fired um, as if they're going to get together or something and I don't know I just don't love that again it feels unearned this kind of Jessica Bruce spark they're kind of trying to push Yes, absolutely. And uh, uh, especially as like, there is no chemistry between her and no, Two Bruce Two. There really isn't. Well, uh, Two Bruce Two fires Winston. Winston says that he can't do that because he was employee of the month and shows, points to it, a kind of delightful little picture oh, on the wall. Yeah, it was there the whole time because I actually noticed that early on in the scene and I was like, oh, I hope they mention it. <laughs> and there, there it is. So yeah, it's right well, behind uh, Bruce as he's talking, uh, his little smiley face. <laughs> But it means nothing to Bruce, who whips out a photo of himself <laughs> that apparently is like as a sticker because he yeah. just slaps it onto the the picture of Winston. I mean, that was pretty funny in fairness. And it does feel true to Bruce to just have like a headshot of himself <laughs> in his pocket. It's like, you know what? I'm actually fine with this. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Well, Winston stops off. And Jessica says that Bruce will forget all about Winston in a week. And Bruce says, Winston who? I mean... I guess that they wanted to do the Winston Who line, but it Jessica saying that to Bruce makes no sense. No. Like as if this was like a tragic break yeah, or something. Yeah. Or as if Bruce he's, would... he's, re- he's really hung up on Winston this whole time. <laughs> Who could blame him? <laughs> well, we get what I initially thought was going to be the montage for this episode. Same. But I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's a road trip. Oh my goodness! Yes, so we've got we've got Cheryl, Enid, and Liz all in uh, Cheryl's lovely blue car, uh, zooming along the highway. And I think the song that's used in this might be the one that was used in the like the Liz and Todd driving on the bike montage. Oh, I knew it was familiar from another episode. It was definitely and... another episode. Now I might be wrong there, but just it felt like that one to me. That it's like this is the we're on the road song. <laughs> I think you are right. And uh, yeah, they, they drive very dangerously because they're basically in the middle of the road. <laughs> but uh, Enid loves the, the whole road trip vibe and she suggests they play car bingo. Everybody says no. Car checkers. Everyone says no. Car cheesy. And Cheryl says yes to the latter and then takes the box out of Enid's hands and throws it out of the car. So- and says, oops, I lose. And I would have fucking killed her. Same. Like, it, it was very funny, but like... It was funny. It and was her timing of Oops, I Lose was funny. Yes, it was good. It was, but like, yes, extremely rude. But also Enid's scream when she did it was fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> uh, and understandably enough. I mean, fair. She threw her game out onto the road. Uh, that's gone. But also, yeah, I guess like Parcheesy is a play on Parcheesy. Yes. But again, Parcheesy is one of those things that's like, yes, I've heard of this. It's an American thing. I've fucking no idea what it is other than it's a board game. I don't even know if it's a board game. Could be cards. Could be anything yeah, for all I no, know. I'm pretty sure it's a board game. I think it turned up in Friends as well or something. But again, it's one of these things like Gilligan's Island where it's like, this is something I've heard of and I've never really looked into it and I'm just moving along now. <laughs> you get the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, the girls still don't know where they're going, but Cheryl says they'll find out soon enough. Mm-hmm. 
Back at the Moon Beach, Lila and Jessica are perving on new waiter Chad. Now, I have to say, I had my hopes up for a second. No. This way, that it Don't was you going say it. <laughs> Ken Matthews! <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I'm not having it. <laughs> You've got to admit that Chad had Ken vibes. I did worry for a second. I won't, I won't lie. <laughs> a blonde himbo I'm sorry okay but like the the whole point of a himbo is that he has to be dim extremely hot but also very kind and nice and we don't know Mm. if Chad is a kind person so so I'm withholding judgment on on the the himbosity of it all Well, the the two girls have uh, are smitten by him and uh, and his washboard abs. In fact, Delilah <laughs> says, "I could do a wash on his stomach if I did my own wash." <laughs> so good, um, yeah, Chad. Oh God, they are just staring at him, but he's just there. Uh, Working at the t- well, working. He's standing at the till, <laughs> just flexing and staring at his own biceps. <laughs> yes, he's, uh, he's 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 got the guns out. Sunset guns out. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and he um he is so dim. God love him. That when Manny asks for change of uh for a tenor, he gives him five five dollar bills, and Bruce catches him and um, says like. You know, if someone asks for five, a change of a, te- of a $10 bill in fives, it's two, it's not five. And Chad Rather Hilarious says, always? <laughs> that was quite good. <laughs> uh, two Frames Two then goes back to Jessica, gives out to her for hiring such a, a, a dim ball that says, how does this guy put his pants on in the morning? And Lila's response is hilarious. Oh, it's so good. Again, great delivery by Bridget here. She's just like one tight, muscular leg at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica uh, assures Bruce that uh, Chad will grow into the part and asks Bruce if he's ready for tonight's big fancy event. Because mm. apparently, oh, Sweet Valley's movers and shakers will be there. Yeah, mm. she's really hyped it up now and says, you know, all you have to do is make sure that the food's flowing. Mm. Well, we cut to the countryside and the girls have arrived at their remote destination, uh, which is basically the middle of nowhere. There's, they're just parking the car at the side of the road, as far yep. as I can see. Pretty much. <laughs> um, Cheryl has the ginormous rucksacks, which she... Like she seems to have acquired and fully packed for each of them. Yeah, uh, they realize they're going camping, but like they didn't know they were going camping. So like <laughs> you wouldn't have any stuff with you. But yeah, as you say, Cheryl has all these pre-packed sacks. What are they like? A, a proper Rucksacks. pack, like for their bags. Yeah, yeah. Uh, laden down with who fucking knows what, and yeah. yeah, hands them one each, and is like, right, let's go. Um, so they're kind of excited at first, and Enid's like, oh, amazing, I love the outdoors. Um, and it is quite funny the way they do it because she's <laughs> Enid's very enthusiastic about everything. Um, up to this point, she's like, oh, I love the outdoors, the fresh air, the wildflowers, the butterflies, and then it kind of cuts to obviously some time later where she's like, the mosquitoes, the dirt. We've been hiking for hours. Where are we going? So she's actually gotten a bit fed up at this stage. And who can blame her? Because. <laughs> They arrive for as a sign for the Happy Bunny campsite, <laughs> which offers not just hot showers and comfortable bunks, but a video arcade. You can't wait to play Donkey Kong. <laughs> Love that. But no, Shell says they're not going to the Happy Bunny campsite. They're she's taking them off the beaten track, and uh, the others say, "But there isn't a path." And uh, Cheryl, I do like the cheerful way she delivers this line. She says, "There isn't a path." Yes. Yeah, that was quite good. <laughs> and this path does lead does not lead to uh, a cheerful sounding place. No, Enid has a look at the map and says that if they go this way, it leads to Devil's Canyon. Now, is Devil's Canyon the location of the hilarious later miniseries where they all go camping in, like, like the the actual desert and Bruce at one stage memorably ends up killing a snake with his bare hands. <laughs> oh, how very Jean-Claude Van Damme of him. It's, um, it really is. <laughs> I thought that was Death Valley. Oh, you're right. It is yes, Death which is Valley. A, which is a real place. Devil's Canyon, I'm not sure about. Mm, good point. Yes. Well, that, I mean, they, they're not 
they don't have great experiences with camping. Any books where they go camping, there's like generally a bear or <laughs> a snake or escaped criminals or something. It, it tends not to go well, yeah. <laughs> well, Edith isn't depressed um, and rather hilariously keeps saying, happy buddies. Devil's Canyon. Happy money. <laughs> Devil's Canyon. And Joe's like, fine, I'm going to go on my own. Um, and they're like, okay, no, we'll go with you. Because um, I guess they can't let her go to Devil's Canyon on her own. But no. I have to say, I would not be impressed with this whole no, thing. I would be with Enid on this one. I would like to go play Donkey Kong and have a shower and go to a nice campground. <laughs> Well, it turns out that they're not even camping. They're bivouacking. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, hilariously again, Enid's like, oh, I think my cousin went to jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe says, well, where we're going, there are no tents. And Enid plaintively asks, is there Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> Just let her go to Happy Bunny Campground. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you making the bivouac in the middle of the Devil's Canyon? Yeah, because it is just sleeping outside, isn't it? Like, no shelter. Like, how is that fun? (laughs) I think maybe you could make, like, a little wind shelter out of leaves or something. I mean, if you've got the uh, Pi Beta Alpha sisters who are experienced forest folk. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are clearly not. (laughs) Absolutely not. The extent of my camping is, like, at a festival. (laughs) So, yeah, not the same. Well, uh, yeah, that's they head off into the wilds and we cut back to the empty moon beach. And Jessica can't understand why nobody has turned up because she mailed the invites herself. Um, and uh, Bruce is like, are you sure? And she's like, of course I'm sure. I'm not Chad. And when they point over Chad, he waves, but he waves by lifting both hands off the tray he's carrying. the <laughs> 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 It's quite a funny side gag. It is in fairness. Like, yeah, Chad is delivering on the uh, on the, the hilarious yeah, asides, kind of. <laughs> well, Bruce again says, where did you post them? Like, uh, And she says, oh, I posted them in the post box outside. And I have to say that she is giving Chad a one for her money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very true. Uh, yeah, Bruce is like, you, the mailbox outside, the yellow one. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, right. And that's actually a recycling bin. So what the fuck? But yeah, Jessica is really yeah, giving a lot of bimbo energy here. She's like, how was I supposed to know that? And he's like, well, you know, it's not blue and it has recycling bin written on it. <laughs> oh, no. how did she not? Could she not tell the difference between a post box and recycling, recycling bin? bin? But again, Lila coming in with the goods. She's like, look on the bright side. At least you saved a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lila is a delight throughout this episode. Um, by the way, I can't understand why the moon beach is so empty. Like it's completely deserted, which I don't think it normally would be on like a Friday night or whatever this is meant to be. No, it's like they've gone out of their way to, unless they've like closed it for a private event that then oh, didn't pan out. Yeah. But yeah, they've, they've basically gone out of their way to like run it into the ground because we knew it was doing fine and it's always busy. So yeah, yeah. they've really they've really had to work at ruining this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole night's a disaster and Bruce is enraged. But Jessica says, you know, don't worry, the moon beach will be packed the next time. And Bruce says, and it better be, because if she can't get people in there, there won't be a moon beach anymore. <gasps> oh, my God. The sad guitar plays <laughs> as uh, T. Bruce 2 says, I can't believe you, Jessica, you, you mooned my business. And uh, apparently they've only taken $4 all night. That was for money. Yeah, Manny pops up in the background with a big plate of food and he's like, best $4 I ever spent. <laughs> he's having a great time. <laughs> um, so, uh, by the way, that just shows that like the re- you know regulars could just come in. Because yeah. Bruce says like, oh, there's only him and he'd be here anyway. <laughs> True. Yeah, I don't I don't know what what they were doing. <laughs> mm, I mean, there's this the whole business plan makes no sense from None. Bruce running the place in the first place. <laughs> you know, onwards. Uh, so yeah, there's just the fifty quid float and the four dollars that Maddie paid, and Jessica takes the fifty dollar bill, um, and because uh, that's her payment for <laughs> extremely inept work. Absolute cheek of her. Uh, yeah, Bruce is quite uh, reasonably enraged by this. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "You know, you have to look forward. You know, I've done, I did my promotion, so I'm getting paid." Um, yeah, but he's. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, exactly. He's just sorry. What is it? Yeah, can't get upset over one less than successful promotion. We have to keep going. Uh, mm. And again, calling it less than successful is 
They've clearly lost vast amounts of money. I mean, yeah, they definitely took a hit. I think he mentioned that there's like $300 worth of food there as well. Like it's yes. a total fucking flop. It's a disaster. <laughs> well, the sad guitar plays once yeah. more. <laughs> but not for long, because Ooh. then we get a montage. Oh, fucking nice one. Yes, we were told that the montages do return. So I suppose we just can't bank on them being in every episode. But wow, yes, it's it's a montage of all of Jessica's promotions, I guess, over a few days. Um, because we get like all these flashes of banners that have been hung up in the place. So there's like all you can eat breakfast, a tea time tribute to the arts, mm. uh, brunch with Rotorhead, which <laughs> I did enjoy as clearly the Sweet Valley Pound Shop version of Rotorhead. <laughs> They've done the work for us, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> they have. Well, this montage is pure chaos. I mean, pure chaos to the extent that it's not initially clear when you're watching it that these are all separate events and it initially kind of looks like they're all happening at once. You're like, it, what? Is this? What is going oh, on? it's a total, yeah, they're all a disaster in their own way. But again, as you say, like, yeah, this could all be happening simultaneously for all we know, because it is pure chaos. <laughs> yes, there's a, there's a mine outside of one man band outside the entrance, um, basically frightening people off. That's mm-hmm. the tea time tribute to the arts, I guess. <laughs> um, there's the whole, uh, basically what looks like all the gladiators are chowing down on breakfast, but we realise that Jessica put the um, the the point uh in the in the price in the wrong position. So instead of saying all oh, you can eat breakfast for nine dot ninety nine, mm. it says for dot nine nine nine. So everybody's just paying like ninety nine cents. Oh god. <laughs> and uh and as for brunch with Rotorhead, <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's clearly quite loud, uh, and they do all these shots where like it's that thing where like the noise from the band is like a high wind, and people can't eat their food because it's all just being blown out of their hands. Um, there's like a woman trapped under a table at some point. <laughs> I mean, she looks quite happy about it. She seemed uh, fine with it, but she manages to struggle out from under it and runs off covering her ears. But yeah, she looked pretty cool with it, I have to say. And hilariously, the music, despite the fact that it's like rotor head and everybody's <laughs> being blasted out of chairs and burgers are like flying out of people's hands, you think it's going to be a lot uh, louder but or more rocking. But mm. actually, it's got like there's a flange guitar and it's sort of like... <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a very Sweet Valley type of tune over the montage. Uh, yeah, it's gas. It's got a funky bass line. And it's it not even vaguely too loud. Not even a bit. No, they love a funky bass line. They do. And the lyrics say, take a look at what's going on. Something's going wrong. <laughs> so I'm glad to see that the montage soundtrack being extremely on the nose mm. continues. We love it. Consistency. <laughs> well, in the woods... Liz has all this stuff in her uh, in her arms, uh, which we will find out in about two seconds, are Todd's possessions. Mm. She can't understand why Cheryl told her to bring all this stuff. And Eden says that she hasn't forgotten the car cheesy incident. Cheryl owes her seven ninety five. Yes, I, I just wrote down here. Good for you, Enid, because I, I would be, still be really annoyed about that. So I'm glad they, they got her to get that little line in. Yes, me too. Well, Cheryl says they're here to perform a sacred ritual under the full moon. Yeah, um, and I guess when I realised it was Todd's stuff, there's like a pair of his runners or something and some other bits yes. and pieces. Like, it's it's quite obvious they're just going to burn all his shit. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, she says that on one of her many photo shoots. <laughs> Still at that. <laughs> oh, my God. Still dropping the... the what, what does the count as when it's not quite name dropping? Is it just showing off? I guess, yeah, because it is just dropping like fancy locations she's been to or just kind of, yeah, cool out of the way places that nobody else would go. So apparently, quote, an Indian chief in Wyoming Mm. showed her uh, the this ritual called the burning of the Natubi. And it's how to burn away the old sort of demons that are haunting you and live in the present. Mm -hmm. And she says that uh, Liz needs to burn away everything that's bothering her. And Enid gets a typical little aside when she says that her aunt did that when her husband left her. Though she did it by mistake when she was cooking waffles. Yeah, she fell asleep toasting a waffle. (laughs) They all just kind of look at her and she's like, I'll shut up now. It's like, no, Enid, you tell your funny stories. (laughs) The others are bringing the mood down. I don't care Hmm. about Todd. (laughs) So 
Liz says she's not ready to burn all her, you know, Todd memorabilia. Mm. But Cheryl says she won't be ready for anything else until she does it. Oh, it's very dramatic, all this. We get more emotional guitar music as well across this. <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> well, Liz has brought... How the fuck did she just bring all this stuff in a rucksack and walk through the woods for like 10 hours and nothing is like crumpled or, you know, damaged? Because the first thing she produces is the first rose that Todd ever gave her. It's perfectly preserved. Like... <laughs> How is this the case? But yeah, she uh, the girls kind of encourage her to to lob it into the fire. So um, she does. But I think, yeah, Cheryl sees how, how apprehensive Liz is looking. And she's like, are you afraid it won't work? And Liz is like, no, I'm afraid it will. <gasps> oh, she throws in a photo of Todd. And the sad guitar plays as it oh. goes up in flames. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we cut to the moon beach where fondue fun night is not a hit. Oh God, again, it's an empty diner and a hilarious banner, but uh, that's about the extent of it, unfortunately. Lila is there looking dazzling in a twin set, uh, checked uh, A-line skirt and mm. pearls. Oh, this is a great look on Lila again. She's just smashed the outfits. It's so good. She looks brilliant. Yeah. And... Um, Two Bruce Two is enraged and he can't believe he keeps trusting Jessica because all their ideas have been absolute, you know, nonsense. <laughs> and he says that his dad will think he's a complete failure. And Lana's like, think? <laughs> <laughs> Delivered very well. Oh, yes. And then in come a bunch of kids we've never seen before in our lives. Yeah, it's like I, it's like a bus just stopped outside or something because they all just kind of wander in uh, looking for burgers. And uh, yeah, they're like, are you open? Can we get some burgers? And uh, Todd is like, no, the grill's closed. But how about some fondue? <laughs> and just kind of waves a piece of meat on a stick at them. <laughs> they are not impressed. Um, I always, fondue is one of those things that I, you know, you used to always see mm. like, Sometimes parents had absolutely unused fondue sets from the 70s still lying around the house when I was a kid. So, like, being in somebody's house, they'd have this, like, weird tub thing on the sideboard. <laughs> like, yeah. what is that? And it's a thing for heating cheese and putting it on sticks. I'm like... <laughs> Sounds so, yeah. great. My my parents have a fondue set, but like when I when I was a kid, we only ever used it. And like my parents too, they were all in on this. We'd just melt chocolate in it and stick Ooh. like marshmallows and fruit and stuff into it. So like I actually for a while didn't realize fondue was meant to be meat and melted cheese. I was like, yes, the thing for melting like lovely bits of Toblerone and sticking strawberries into it. No, like no. Do they still have it? Because that sounds pretty good. I think they do. Yeah. So yeah, oh. I I recommend a chocolate fondue. Great crack. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. if only they'd offered that. Maybe that would have brought in the punters. See, because, that would uh, do it. Yeah. They're not interested in Bruce's, uh, uh, whatever he's got dipped in. <laughs> his yeah, there. Doesn't look good. Dessert fondue. <laughs> it's the way forward. <laughs> well, the gang who've come in all say like, thanks, but no thanks. And then Jessica emerges from God knows where and says, <laughs> the gimmicks aren't right. Oh, you think? They need to go back to basics. And Bruce rightly points out the promos were her idea. And she's like, we need to forget the past. We need to move forward. And Bruce pulls down the fondue sign and says, we're open for business. He hands Jessica an apron, but she's not ready to get on the grill. Not at all. No, she's like, oh, sorry, I've got a date. Uh, And she's about to head off the door. And he's like, you can't do this to me. But uh, she points out, Bruce, we're both richer from this experience. I've got my $200 to fix the Jeep and you're rich. In the knowledge that you look stupid in an apron. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't ever feel sympathy for two Bruce too, but Jessica mm. has been pretty terrible. Really I don't feel has. sorry for him, but I can still judge her. But she has played him for a fool, like, big time. Yeah. True. Um, so Bruce is like, oh, fine. I'll be fine with Chad. <laughs> but Chad isn't available for work. No, that's who Jess is going on her date with. Uh, so she storms off out of the moon beach and she's like, come on, Chad. So Chad follows and walks straight into the door. <laughs> it does. That was quite funny as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get another montage. We are blessed with two montages. <laughs> like, seriously, I, I'm really excited about this. It's like, so if we don't get a montage in an episode, does that mean the next one will have two? <laughs> I mean, that's that what I, I'm I can get hoping. on board with that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, it's it's another chaotic montage. I don't know whether the person who was editing and directing the montages in previous episodes has moved on because the <laughs> montages in this episode have just have a very manic energy, even more so than usual. Very true. It's a frenzy. I don't know what's happening. Like, because Bruce is meant to be making burgers and he seems to be doing everything except that. Like, he's pouring some kind of weird looking batter into a toaster. Like, there's milkshakes going wrong. He just seems to be having a really tough time making milkshakes because we keep getting close ups yes. of like melty ice cream and chocolate sauce and like it looks rotten. Oh, it <laughs> does. The place is, yeah, the place is in an absolute heap and he's covered in bits of food and there's an angry crowd just chanting food, food, food and like (laughs) slamming their fists on the counter. But like hilariously, they're like led by Manny and Lila who are just no help whatsoever and just riling up the crowd, which I really enjoy. We get a few excellent shots of Lila rolling her eyes hilariously throughout this. (laughs) Like she's, I don't know why she stuck around really. Just for a chance to yell at Bruce and stress him out even further, I guess. And also, when they're yelling, food, 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 (laughs) which is such a generic chant, angry chant. Very much. Um, Because the sound quality in the the current um, YouTube videos isn't great. I initially was like, are they yelling, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce? (laughs) But no, it is food, food, food. Yeah, they're not encouraging him. They're just yelling at him. <laughs> and when Maddy finally asks for his check, Bruce just goes, Roar! and the camera zooms in on his roaring features. Yes. <laughs> well, we cut to the woods where the, the trio, it's like their second night out there. <laughs> this is tough going, like, fucking hell. <laughs> well, we're told Edith is scared. We're told she, she slept in the car last night, which I seem to remember was like an entire day's hike away. I so that really far away. <laughs> yeah, how does that work? <laughs> well, it reminds her of childhood camping trips to her own kitchen. <laughs> oh, yes. She, uh, goes, yeah, because she's frightened because it sounds like there's wild animals around and says, yeah, it reminds her of camping when she was a kid. And Liz is like, oh, you used to camp in the desert? She's like, no, in my kitchen. We had ants. <laughs> I have to say, when the others laugh, it does sound like quite realistic, sort of goofing around. Oh, yeah, very much so. She's quite yeah, sweet. It is quite cute. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the, two, the other two kind of do point out that it is nice to just see Liz kind of laughing and enjoying herself again because yeah. she has been quite miserable this whole time. Well, they all settle down to sleep by the campfire. Hopefully they won't get eaten by a bear. <laughs> and we see Liz cast a giant headshot of Todd and she whispers, Good night, Todd, really loudly. Like <laughs> just right next to her. How did they not hear that? But also hilariously, the photo of Todd like is just the grouchiest looking picture <laughs> of him. Just like moodily staring into the camera. Like again, it's like what my dad would call a puss on him. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> I love that expression. You know exactly what it means. Oh yeah, <laughs> like very evocative. Very much so. Uh, well, uh, she is so smitten by this unappealing image that she sleeps with it, like not even under her pillow, sort of under her face. Just yes, it's very like... delicately positioned beside her face. Yes. <laughs> Um, so yes, she's the the ritual has not worked. Yeah, not well, so much. Back in the Moon Beach, Winston arrives. It's the next day, I guess. And Bruce is like, "Oh, you have you come to gloat?" And Winston says, "No, I'm here for my last paycheck." Though to be honest, I would, I think he should gloat. I oh, would. I I would take huge amounts of pleasure in the absolute state of the place and the clear uh, displeasure of Bruce at how things have worked out without him. Well, Bruce starts saying he was too hasty and offers his, his job back. And uh, Bruce, Winston says, this is ridiculous. He'll come for his check tomorrow. And uh, he starts to go. But then... The video that was uploaded <laughs> just went all weird. I know. It was kind of, I don't know, I kind of enjoyed that because it was just like, oh, VHS. It's like the screen just goes all staticky and kind of fast forwards and rewinds. Yeah, and sort of goes up and down like <laughs> yeah. the film's going funny. Um, but yes, it's kind of hard to make out what is happening in this. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, he, he I think... I kind of tried to piece together what, mm. what was going on in all the, the madness there. But I think what Bruce is saying is that his dad is going to be there 
really soon and he'll kill him yeah. if he sees the place in the kind of state that it's in he's like please come back and I don't know I think it it looks like maybe Winston is going to mess with him and kind of walk out but then he kind of comes back to help and they're all smiley and happy so like I don't know why Winston is like yeah I'll help you he's like why yeah. you don't owe him anything <laughs> like no. hey, go dude <laughs> he was being appalling to you earlier mm. um and uh and he, yeah you don't owe him anything but um Winston is a better man than we are and well, clearly yeah <laughs> and <laughs> The next thing we know, he's back in action. It's the next day and he's back a, a, on waiting duty. Jessica is delighted because she got the Jeep fixed and um, and she had spare cash to buy Chad a new tank top. Fantastic. Lila's so funny when she perks up when she hears the name Chad and she's like, oh, where is he? <laughs> and Jessica says, contain your drool because <laughs> Chad is outside parking the Jeep for her. Uh-oh. Oh no. So of course we then get magnificent sound effects of just crashing noises and metal bending and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's not going well out in the car park. <laughs> well, Bruce is delighted and Lila, or sorry, Jessica runs out crying, my Jeep! My Jeep. Like, <laughs> my limes! Yeah. If you don't know about my limes, <laughs> please just look up on Twitter. So I think it's Irish Twitter's finest moment ever. Do you know that and Seamus's thread about being on ketamine oh, and meeting yes. Mary McAleese? Those are the two finest moments of Irish Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I had a conversation, family conversation recently where we all revealed, we all imagined the bartender. So the story of my limes is, I think we'll have to explain it now. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> Somebody tweeted that they were at a bar and they were quite drunk. And instead of pouring a, putting a lime into their drink, they poured their entire drink into the jar full of limes on the bar. And the bartender cried, <laughs> my limes! <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's, <laughs> it's just, it just paints such a picture. <laughs> it does. It's, it's the possessive voice. It's my the limes. my limes. That's cl- but also we revealed that it it came clear that we all had we all imagined him saying it in a very different way so some were like my limes I am always my limes (laughs) (laughs) but there's a variety so uh, I think that's uh, you know an interesting revelation of how we all have everyone takes take something different away from it that's nice <laughs> well i have to say i did uh jessica when i just when i saw her going my jeep i just thought of <laughs> my lives so yes, nice. uh uh yeah she she runs off um to see what re- destruction chad <laughs> has wrought on the jeep and that <laughs> is the end of promotional rescue that's it we freeze frame on bruce looking very delighted with himself i mean can't blame him fair yeah. she did lead him a merry dance <laughs> oh well Pi Beta Alpha members did you enjoy this episode as much as we did because uh, it was genuinely extremely entertaining we're just very happy to see the uh, to see the the montages back oh my god like not one but two montages and what soon became an arrested development joke like <gasps> I mean that was tremendous yeah. oh Sure. I mean, it was. Uh, we 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 won't get our hopes up too much. I'm not going to like assume there's going to be an um another yeah. restaurant joke every week, a montage, <laughs> a montage every week. Yeah. But knowing that they're not gone forever is a comfort. That's it. Yeah. You just you obviously just never know when they're going to pop up. So you know that adds a bit of spice to it, which I'm also into. So yeah, let's let's see how we go. <laughs> um. Well, let us know what you thought. Um. Because we uh we always love hearing from our Pi Beta Alpha sisters. Uh, we we heard from I loved this from Lazy Leslie Nope after the last episode. Tatiana, my condolences to your parents. Me, jokes on you, Tatiana. They don't have parents. <laughs> Irish but fair. I mean, it really is. Because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they. Um, I mean, there we are reaching a stage where the parental absence is just you know we we get a reference to them forcing Jessica allegedly to pay for the jeep, but still nowhere to be seen. Mm, indeed, just a mysterious background presence, a bit like like Lilith in um or not Lilith um what's her name Maris in Fraser. Oh yes. <laughs> 
Well, uh, we weren't the only people last week to think that the new Mr. Collins looked familiar. Uh, Katie Longstreth w- thought the same thing, but she can't find anything about him and thought maybe he had it scrubbed from his record. Could have been a Frank <laughs> Grillo situation. <laughs> Amazing. Pippi and Shirley agreed with us that uh, Winston went too far last time as uh, to paparazzi much. How about not emulating Terry Richardson? Ooh. Yeah. Winston better get his act back together. My heart can't take this. Oh, well, he was back in good kind of goofball form this week. So that was a nice relief. Well, Neri Siren pointed out that, yeah, Winston was in bad form this evening, this episode. So until, but then said, maybe he's still reeling from losing his other half. Koichi, chin up, Winston. He's with you in spirit. Oh, just, yeah, disappeared. Never to be mentioned again. Poor Koichi. Yeah. Uh, God, but not forgotten by no. us anyway. By Forgot- us at least, yeah. <laughs> Those assholes have totally forgotten. <laughs> forgotten by the script writers. Yeah. Um, so uh, yes, listeners, let us know what you thought of uh, the the camping escapade, Jessica's promotional skills. Do Californian recycling bins inexplicably look like post boxes? Bruce seems to suggest they don't. But is there any excuse for Jessica's ridiculous behaviour? <laughs> um, we want to know. Yes, we need answers. We always do. So many, so many questions <laughs> as ever. <laughs> Well, we will see you in the main feed next week, Pi Beta Alpha uh, sisters, when we're headed to Kansas. Oh my goodness, I can't fucking wait. We've caught spring fever. We have. There's no cure. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be very interested to hear from listeners in Kansas about this episode, because I have to say that this book, which I just finished yesterday, portrays the, the locals... It's frankly a bunch of rubes. <laughs> it is not flattering. <laughs> no. Like it literally says their clothes were all 10 years out of date. Jesus. It's pretty harsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is a very entertaining book. There is a little bit of rooting that tooting. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah. Love to there, see it. There's some square <laughs> dancing. There's a carnival. There's outfits. Oh, oh, there are outfits. <laughs> and how. <laughs> well, we will see you there uh, next week. But of course, we appreciate your very, very generous support of us here at Pi Beta Alpha. You are, of course, the wind beneath our wings. So we will see you back in the clubhouse in two weeks' time. <sighs> this is part of the episode description. Winston finds out Todd is running with a gang. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out what happens when I guess Todd goes to the dark side of the moon. Oh God. Amazing. (laughs) See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.